0: You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Good morning, guys. So glad you decided to join us for our online worship experience. As we continue to adjust to this new temporary way of life, I'm encouraged to know that people are experiencing life change. Marriages are being restored. Families are being put back together. Relationships are being healed and reconciliation is taking place. And as I celebrate these things, it burdens me and saddens my heart to know that in many cases the opposite is happening. People are angry. Marriages are falling apart. Families are being torn into pieces. Relationships are being fractured and reconciliation is nowhere in sight. So as we celebrate positive life change, there's people that are crying out this morning that are really looking for a breakthrough. There are people who are crying out, looking for victory in their situation, in their circumstance, and in their life. And this morning, what I want to do is I want us to Start digging in to how we can experience that victory, how we can truly experience breakthrough in our life. And in this series, we're gonna have one single verse that is our main point, and that verse is 1 Corinthians 15, 57. It says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. My prayer this morning is that we truly experience breakthrough. My prayer this morning is that we truly begin to live in the victory that God has already declared over our lives as His children. That's my prayer for us through this entire series. And this morning, we'll be in John chapter 10. And as you're turning there, I'm just going to pray over this message today. God, we love you. We thank you for loving us. God, we thank you that we have the opportunity to meet together through technology. We thank you that people are joining together all around this community, all around this state, all around this country, and all around this world to worship you because you're worthy to be praised. So God, as we dig into your word this morning, God, as people are hurting People are broken. They're searching for something different, something better. God, they're really seeking a breakthrough. They're crying out for victory. My prayer this morning, God, as they begin to live in a way that they experience these things through you. We give you all the honor and the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So in John 10, starting in verse 11, Jesus says this. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, over the next few weeks, we're going to look at three statements that Jesus makes describing himself. And These are referred to as the I am statements and scripture has seven of these statements and we're going to pull three out and we're going to talk about those the next three weeks. And today Jesus says, I am the what? I am the good shepherd. So if we break this down a little bit, Jesus saying he is the good shepherd implies that there is a bad shepherd or that there are bad people. In fact, Jesus doesn't just imply this. He says it in John chapter 10. If we go back up to verse 1, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. So here Jesus is talking about our spiritual enemy. He's talking about the thief. He's talking about Satan. And and the mission of, of our spiritual enemy, the mission of the thief, the mission of statement of of Satan is to steal, kill, and destroy. And we must admit, if we're honest this morning, that he is accomplishing this in some degree in our world. See, he hates God. He hates God's people, and his mission is to destroy all things that God loves and cares about. And again, if we're going to be honest then we have to admit that this is taking place to some degree. See, there are people who are sick all around us. Again, marriages are falling apart. Families are being broken down. Kids are making bad decisions. People are addicted to drugs and alcohol at a rate like never before. And babies are being aborted and murdered at unimaginable rates. So in my heart, I believe that at the root of all this destruction is our spiritual enemy, is the thief, is Satan. So I want to be clear with you this morning. Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. In John 10, 10, Jesus plainly describes the mission of the enemy. He says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. However, he gives us hope in the same verse. He says, but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus is the good shepherd. So in this metaphor, who are we? That's right. We're the sheep. We're the sheep. And just a little information about sheep. Sheep are mentioned about 200 times in the Bible, more than any other animal. And if you don't have a sheep, maybe you have a dog, I just want to encourage you, dogs are mentioned about 40 times. If you have a cat, I can't really encourage you because cats aren't mentioned at all. And there's a reason for that, because it's a cat. So before you puff out your chest and say, man, I'm the sheep, this is awesome. I want to give you a little information about sheep. Sheep are some of the dumbest animals in the world. They can't be trained. You can't train a sheep. So the only way to make a sheep play dead is to shoot it. And that trick only works one time and game over. Sheep's gone. It can't play dead anymore. So sheep are just dumb animals. So with all the love of Jesus that I have inside of me, I have to tell you this morning that we are dumb. Stop looking at your husband right now. I want you to to really grasp this concept. So if Jesus is the good shepherd, we are the sheep. So I want to give you very quickly four challenges of being a sheep. Number one, if you're taking notes, is this. They get lost easily. They get lost easily. In Isaiah 53, we see, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. So it's common for sheep to leave the fold, just to walk away. Just to look over here and say, oh, this looks really good, I want to go this way. Or, this looks really good, I want to go this way. Or, it looks like this over here is going to make me happy. Or, maybe this over here is going to make me happy. And we really don't know what to do, and we begin to make bad decisions. And I want you to understand something this morning. That's where many of us are in life. We're getting lost easily. We think that this way is the best, or this way is the best, or this is going to make me happy, or this is going to make me happy. And we're searching for something outside of the good shepherd. And we get lost. Sheep without a shepherd get lost easily. Number two is this sheep are defenseless. So this is interesting to me because when we think about animals, we can pretty readily Think about their defense mechanism. So some have claws, some have horns, some can run fast, some kick. I don't know if you've ever seen the video of the kangaroo like boxing the man. It's an awesome video, but some punch, uh, some fly away. There's just different defense mechanisms of different animals. Sheep have none. They are totally defenseless. So here's a dad joke for you, and you can use this. I'm not going to copyright this or anything. So you can use this. What can a sheep do if it's attacked by a person? It says, back up. Yeah, don't laugh too hard at that. You can use it. I'm telling you, you'll get a laugh. But like sheep, without a shepherd, without the body of Christ, without the armor of God, man, we are defenseless. We're vulnerable. And many of us this morning are believing lies and we're being deceived and we're living a life that leads to death and destruction, at least on the inside. So sheep get lost easily. They are defenseless. Number three, if you're taking notes, they are stubborn. And my wife is saying amen to this about me right now. Look at the person next to you and tell them, You're stubborn. I think he's talking about you. Some of you aren't going to do that, and that's okay. I'm talking to you. You're stubborn because I told you what to do and you didn't do it. So, man, as I was researching sheep over the last couple weeks, this is something that that has stuck with me. And this is what I, I read about sheep. If sheep walk in between two rocks and they get stuck they kind of lodge themselves in between these rocks they don't back up to back out they don't go in reverse they're just too dumb to do that so what do they do they continue to move forward they continue to try to move forward through these rocks and what ends up happening is they get more and more and more stuck how many of you know someone just like that raise your hand If you know somebody like that, they keep making the same decision over and over and over. And they really want something good to happen. But every time they make this decision, something bad happens. It's stubbornness. It's stubbornness. So sheep get lost easily. They are defenseless. They are stubborn. And number four is this. They are dirty. And you may be saying, I've seen sheep on TV and they're white and fluffy and they're cute. And I just want to tell you that they've been power washed or something before the show because sheep are dirty, they're filthy, they stink, they don't have the ability to clean themselves. And let me be honest with you this morning. That's the way that we are in the eyes of God on our own. We are filthy, dirty sinners who fall short of God's Standards of perfection and holiness. Here's the bottom line. Sheep need a shepherd. And we need a savior. We need King Jesus. Here's the good news. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. In fact, he says that I am so good that I am willing to lay down my life for you. Man, what a king, what a savior What a good shepherd that we have in Jesus. And with the rest of our time this morning, I want to give you four amazing qualities of the good shepherd. And my prayer is that these would would speak into your life. These would speak into your situation. These would speak into your circumstance. And you would begin to live these truths out every single day of your life. If you're taking notes, the first quality of the good shepherd is this. He leads. He leads. In Psalm 23, we see that Jesus is the shepherd. And then in verse 3, we see He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Have you ever had to face a big decision and you really just didn't know what to do? I'm telling you this morning, if you would just seek the will of God, He would lead you where you need to go. If we look back at John 10, Verses three and four says to him, the shepherd, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name. He leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Listen to me. Jesus is such an amazing good shepherd. He's so personal and relational that he calls his sheep By name. He calls you by name. He calls them out. He gathers them up. He goes before them and he leads them in the direction that they should go. And they follow. Why do they follow? Because they know his voice. And some of you may be just thinking, I've never really heard the voice of God audibly. And that's okay, I haven't either. God speaks in multiple ways. He speaks through His Word. He speaks through other people. He speaks through circumstances. I don't want you to get caught up this morning in having to hear from God audibly. God speaks in different ways. And you may be saying that you've just never heard the voice of God. You just never know what God wants you to do. And I want to offer two reasons that may be true this morning. That you don't know the voice of God. Number one is this, maybe you've never met Him. Maybe you've just never met Him. You've never began a relationship with Him. And number two is, maybe you haven't spent enough time with Him to know His voice. Maybe you just haven't spent enough personal quality time to know God's voice. When I face big decisions, I've kind of learned over the last several years that I'm probably going to mess it up on my own. I'm going to be honest with you and transparent with you this morning. If I had to to make decisions solely based off of what Dustin thinks is the best way to go or the best decision to make, I'm going to mess it up more times than not. So I've learned to defer to the good shepherd. Why? Because he leads. My job is to follow him. So my prayer is, hey, God, I know I'm not supposed to make this decision by myself. I'm asking you for you to reveal your will to me, for you to show me which direction you want me to go. I'm going to allow you to lead and I'm going to be obedient and just follow wherever that is. Number one is the good shepherd leads. Number two is this. He provides. Psalm 23, 1-3 through 3 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. How often do you see sheep lying down? And you may be thinking, well, I don't really see sheep ever. So I never see them lying down. That's a fair point. But if you do see sheep a lot, how often do you see them lying down? Not very often, because three things have to be satisfied for them to lay down. And I can relate to these three things. Listen to these. Number one is they have to be fed. Like, I'm all about that. I'm cool with that. I have to be fed, too. Number two is this. They have to be getting along. And number three, they have to feel safe. Man, I'm telling you, I can relate to these. Food, unity, and safety. That's me. I'm all for that, especially the food. Food. But here's the deal. In the presence of the Good Shepherd, they are full because of who He is. They are full because they have been in the presence of the Good Shepherd and He leads them to green pastures. He breaks up fights and quarrels among them. And some of you right now need the Good Shepherd to come into your house and to begin to bring healing And reconciliation and forgiveness to relationships right there in your home with your spouse, with your kids. Now we need that in our homes today. And when the good shepherd is present, the sheep feel safe because he is their defender. And this this continues on. It says, he leads me beside still waters. Why still waters? And again, if you remember that sheep Aren't the smartest animals out there. If they drink from rushing waters, oftentimes they would fall in and then it just becomes like a big, huge cotton ball floating along until they drown. And we definitely don't want that to happen. So the good shepherd leads them beside still waters so that they could drink. And who is the right kind of water? Jesus is the living water. And when we drink of the living water, we never thirst again. And then it says, He restores my soul. Man, what a provider the Good Shepherd is. Not only does He provide for us materially, not only does He provide for us physically, but He provides for us spiritually. Man, some of you have everything you need on the outside. Your life looks great. But on the inside, your soul is not at rest. And here's the deal with the good shepherd. We can have peace in the midst of any situation. We can have peace in the midst of any circumstance. We can have peace in the middle of any chaos. He restores and refreshes our soul. And he is our great provider. Not only does the good shepherd lead, not only does he provide, but he also corrects. We see in Job chapter 5 that blessed is the one who God corrects. And again, as I was just doing some research on sheep, I read a story about how sometimes shepherds would break the leg of a little sheep that would continue to wander off. And you may be thinking, man, that's pretty cruel. But this is what would happen. The, the shepherd would put that little sheep on its shoulders and he would nurse them back to health. And the, the sheep would begin to feel like the shepherd really cared for him and really loved him. And the sheep would no longer wander off because, one, he recognized the voice of the shepherd, and two, he knew that he was cared for and loved. And this is how God's discipline works. Now, don't get me wrong, nobody sits around just waiting and longing for discipline. My kids don't sit around on the couch just thinking, "Man, I can't wait until dad takes all my toys away. I can't wait until I can't go hang out with my friends anymore." That's not how it works. Nobody just sits around longing for discipline. In Hebrews 12:11, we see for the moment all discipline seems painful, rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And our shepherd is so loving. He cares about us so much that he offers correction. And the correction is to keep us from further harm. There's some of you this morning that are dealing with this right now. There's some of you that want to make certain decisions. You want certain things to happen a certain way. And, and, God, is, and God is saying, hey, let, let me correct you just a little bit because these decisions that you want to make, they're going to lead to harm. They're going to lead to destruction. They're going to destroy your life. If you really want to break through, follow me. Allow me to correct you. Allow me to do things in your life. Allow me to lead you to where you need to go. This morning, we have to get out of the way. This morning, we have to accept the correction and the discipline of God. He is our good shepherd. So He leads, He provides, He corrects, and lastly, is He protects. Staying in Psalm 23, verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And David is saying, hey, when you are with me, and I fear no evil. When you are with me, I know you are working all things out for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. So when you are with me, I feel safe. He is our great protector. Verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. So oftentimes with sheep, we, we read that flies would fly up the nose of the sheep. And, and I'm not going to get into all the crazy, nasty stuff that happens, but eventually they would make it to the, the brain of the sheep. And I mean, it's just so irritating and frustrating. And, and the sheep would literally go crazy like to the point of running off cliffs or running into danger. These sheep would lose their mind because of this. So the oil is kind of like an insect repellent. The good shepherd says, I'm so good, I will take care of what irritates you. I'm so good, I love you so much, I care about you, that I will take care of your frustrations. Just follow me. Allow me to lead you. Man, there's people... Listening right now that are irritated and they're frustrated and they're going crazy. Maybe it's with this COVID stuff that's going on or maybe it's in relationships or maybe it's financially. I don't know what you need a breakthrough with this morning, but I'm telling you that your good shepherd loves you enough to lead you out of negative situations. To help you experience positive life change. In verse 5 we see at the end my cup overflows. And this this is powerful. And this is one of my favorite parts of this whole passage. It was customary back then that if you were at someone's house, you were a guest, that as long as your cup stayed full of wine, then you were welcome to stay. And David says, my cup overflows. He's saying, hey, in the, in the presence of the good shepherd, I never have to leave. My cup is always full. It's overflowing. I'm always welcome in the presence of God. Man, how, how amazing is it that we have a God that protects us and loves us so much that he says, hey, you never have to leave my presence. You never have to leave. Stay with me, allow me to do things in your life that you can't do on your own. and he protects and he loves, and verse six says, "Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He will protect you. This doesn't mean that you want to experience physical harm or physical troubles but it means that spiritually he has stored up an inheritance for you in heaven it means that spiritually he will give you rest in him jesus actually tells a parable about a shepherd who has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders off and jesus says the good shepherd uh, a loving shepherd would leave the ninety and nine and go chase the one And I want you to look at me this morning. Maybe you're the one. Maybe this morning you are the one. And maybe you need to experience breakthrough this morning. Maybe you're in a situation or a circumstance that you just can't get out of. And the good shepherd, King Jesus, is saying, hey, follow me. Allow me to lead you. Allow me to provide for you. Allow me to correct you. Allow me to protect you this morning. See, here's the deal. God has already declared victory over his children. As long as we know the good shepherd, as long as we are truly his sheep, we already have the victory. It's up to us just to begin to live in that. I'm so afraid this morning that people have forgotten that Jesus already defeated death. God has already declared victory. It's yours as a Christ follower. But we want to add different little things to the gospel. And the gospel is this. Jesus loves you. He loves you in the condition that you're in. He loved you when you were a sinner. He died for you in that condition. And he says, Hey, follow me. And when we begin to, to truly follow Jesus, when we begin a personal, intimate relationship with him, we have the victory. First Corinthians 15, 57 says, We have the victory through Jesus Christ. Man, thank you, Jesus for victory this morning. My prayer for you is that if you don't know the Good Shepherd, if you don't know King Jesus, that this morning you make the decision to follow Him. This morning you make the decision to to reach out to us via Facebook or email or reach out to someone that you trust, someone that you know that you could talk to that can help you take those next steps of faith. And maybe you do know Jesus this morning. Maybe you are a Christ follower. You're just not really following Him the way that you need to. You're still a sheep that's getting lost, that's stubborn, that's dirty. And Jesus is saying, hey, I'm the good shepherd. I'm chasing you. Maybe you are the one this morning. My prayer for you is that you experience a breakthrough and begin to live in the victory that is yours as a Christian. And that's what it's about. Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. I came to give you life and to give you life to the fullest. Man, let's live in that. Let's walk in that this morning. Let's pray together. God, we love you. Thank you for loving us. God, I pray for the ones that are searching for a breakthrough this morning. God, I pray that if they don't know you, that they take that next step of faith. God, I pray that if they do know you, if they're Christ followers already, God, I pray that they begin to to follow the Good Shepherd. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for correcting us. And thank you for protecting. God, I pray that we begin to live in the victory that you've declared over your children. Again, thank you for loving us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.